This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church of Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com. We are talking about faith. This is our, our third week in this, and I believe this with all my heart that you get in the Word, and God will get into you. Faith come by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, Romans 10, 17. So tonight, what we're going to do is we're going to hear the Word of God, and the Word of God will feed your faith, and it'll starve your doubts. But this is something that every one of us need to get in, in a habit of doing. I've got to get into the Word. Go with me to the book of John, chapter number 20. John 20. Now, we're going we're gonna, to uh, stand on the Word of God and believe that, that the Word is taking root in us. Now, tonight, you're going to see two different analogies of two different people in the Bible. The first one we will talk about is a guy named Thomas. The second one we will talk about is a man we've referenced to for the last two weeks named Abraham. And I believe this with all of my heart, that your life and my life will resemble one of the two. I don't care who we are, we're going we're gonna to be described by one of these two. Let's begin. John 20, verse 24. Now Thomas called the twin. One of the twelve disciples was not with them when Jesus came. And the other disciples, and I suppose it's the other eleven, therefore said to Thomas, We have seen the Lord. So he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the prints of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Now, the type of faith that we're talking about in Thomas is just plain old human faith. And it takes zero type of God faith to, to, to have this mentality right here. Because everything that Thomas talked about there was based on his physical senses. Every bit of it. If I don't see, if I don't touch, and I don't feel well, by, biblically, it doesn't take any biblical faith to do that. None, none whatsoever. And so in this situation, we can probably say that Thomas trusted more in his head than in his heart. And when that begins to happen, it's going to get us in trouble. We keep reading. Verse 26. And after eight days, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas with them. Jesus came, the doors being shut, and he stood in the midst, and he said, Peace to you. Then he said to Thomas specifically, pointed old Thomas out. And he, he didn't point Thomas out to punch him in the head, okay? He wasn't doing that. Actually, Anytime you see Jesus correct people in the Bible, it was for their good. It was to help them. And I believe the Word of God will correct many of us tonight. It'll locate us. So he said to Thomas, reach your finger here. And look at my hands and reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. The New Living says, do not be faithless any longer, but believe. And I, I really believe when this was said to, from Jesus to Thomas, that Jesus was saying to him, Listen, Thomas, quit limiting me in your life. Quit limiting yourself. You'll never get to the things that I want you to have with this type of faith or this type of mentality. And it doesn't matter who we are. We, we can't live like this. Verse 28. And Thomas answered and said to him, 
my Lord and my God. As if to say, I want to believe you, Lord. I want to believe you from my heart in every area of my life. And we end in verse 29, and Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. And so when we look at this, all the proof that any one of us in this room need is the Word of God. The Word of God is sufficient. The bottom line is this. I got to get into the place where I can trust the Word of God, where I can believe the Word of God. You remember when the guy died in the New Testament and, and he said to, to the Lord, he said, send back the prophets. Send back this one and that one to my brothers. And if they see him, they'll repent and they'll receive you as Lord. And he said, no, no, they won't. If they won't listen to my word, they won't listen to people. And so the Word of God is sufficient for every one of us. And if we, if we keep living here like Thomas did, we're going to end in bad places. And when we talk about living by faith, that's not just for salvation. That's for every area of my life. So to live a, the God kind of faith, it has nothing to do with what I see, what I feel, what I smell. Now, turn to the book of Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4. And, and as you turn there, keep those thoughts in mind about what happened with Thomas. And because often it'll locate me when I begin to think, well, what I see is bigger than what I, I believe. And God will help us, but I've got to get into the Word of God. And that faith will start stirring up. Romans 4, verse 16. Therefore, it is of faith, my trusting and believing, that it may be according to grace, God's ability within me, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are the law, but also to those who are faith of Abraham, who is the father of us. So the promise is received by faith. This is what he's talking about. All the promises of God are received by faith. It's all. Every one of us. Verse 17, as it is written, the word of God, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed God. Now, when we read this verse, everything that happened to Abraham took place because he believed God. God told him numerous things, especially Genesis 12. You read that. You'll find in verses 1 and 2. And so Abraham got to where he was at, not by works, not by his efforts, but he believed God, and this is what it said here. And so look on here, and we go in a little deeper. It said, he believed God, who gives life to the dead, and he calls those things which do not exist as though they did exist. Now that's what God does. And so in that situation, he looked at a hundred-year-old man who had no children, and he called those things that be not as though they are. And so when we get a hold of this right here, what he was doing, God's word overrides the physical. God's word overrides even the natural things. It wasn't natural for a 100-year-old man and a 90-year-old wife to have kids. But when God starts speaking something, 
It overrides everything. In other words, he was saying to Abraham, this is the way it looks, but it doesn't have to stay that way. And he was telling him here, start believing what I say. Start believing my word, my promises, above your natural feelings, above your your physical reasoning ever. Now this was God who said, I call those things that be not as though they are. See, oftentimes that's how you operate by faith. You start saying things that may not be right now, but you begin to call them those things that be not as though they are. And you base it on the Word of God. Verse 18. Who contrary to hope, or normal human hope, in hope, he believed. So when you read that right here, here was a man who at one time, he started out in hope, but he got over into faith and he believed. He started hearing the promises of God and said, you know what, my hope is no longer just hope. I'm going to the area, I'm going to believe his word. And so he goes on to say, so that he became the father of many nations, listen real close to this, according to what was spoken. According to what God had said to him, so your descendants shall be. And so when you look at this, he began to trust in what God said. And and I love this, and I've got it underlined. Everything that he believed was according to what God had spoke. Man, I can do the same thing. When I find the Word of God in things that apply to my life, I start believing those. I start getting my heart in line with those. And no matter what it is, if I can find it in the Word, anytime you can find where it's written, you can always tell the devil it's finished. I've got the title deed. You know what the title deed is? The Word of God. I got it. I got it. Now, I'm going to use an illustration real quick. And many of you have heard this for years. But even in the area of my life when I struggled, I didn't sleep well at night. I found in the Scriptures that God's desire is to give me sweet and peaceful sleep. And so I started saying, Father God, according to Psalms 127, 2, you promised me sweet and peaceful sleep. So I started saying, oh, I thank you tonight, Lord. When I go to sleep tonight, my sleep will be sweet and peaceful. You know what? I was calling that thing that didn't exist as though it did. And what was it based off of? What God had spoken. And pastor, the first night you laid down, you slept like a baby. Wrong. No. You keep speaking the word. And you keep getting your heart in line with the word of God. And you keep believing it. Verse 19. And not being weak in faith. Do you know we can be weak in faith? You know how you become weak in faith? When the things of this world squeeze every bit of faith out of you. And that tries to happen on a daily basis. And once again, how do we replenish ourselves with faith? Faith come by hearing. And hearing by the Word of God. I, I got to keep eating the Word of God. Think about this. That physical food to our body is as the Word of God is to our spirit. Now if you're like me, I don't do very long without food in the natural. Even in the spiritual, i got to get in the Word of God. So he says here, and, being, and not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body. So if he didn't consider his own body, 
just what did he consider? And he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old. He was older than dirt. He was a dinosaur. And the deadness of Sarah's womb. So once again, if he didn't consider his own physical body, so right there it tells me he operated completely opposite of Thomas. Remember, Thomas said, if I don't feel, I don't see, da-da-da-da-da. But right here he said, I didn't consider my physical body. So if he didn't consider his physical body, what did he consider? The Word of God. And in this situation, he put the Word of God above what he saw and what he felt. And that's huge for me and you to get a hold of that to say, I can do that. Yeah, you got to get to that place where I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by what I feel. The only thing that moves me is the Word of God. Verse 20. He did not waver. He did not question at the promise of God. How many of you have ever questioned the Word of God? I have. And I'd put a lot of buts in there, buts and ifs, buts and ifs, buts and ifs. But God, if God, but God. Well, if if and buts were candy and nuts, what a Merry Christmas we'd have. But he didn't say that. He said he didn't question the Word of God. Now, the only way that happens is when I dig in the Word and I keep reading the Word of God, and you keep reading the Word of God, and before long, you know what? You don't question the Word of God. It's like, naturally, if you've got a good earthly father and he'd tell you, when Friday comes around, I'm going to buy you a new pair of shoes. Well, on Monday, you'd say, Daddy, when are you going to buy me a new pair of shoes? Friday. Tuesday, Daddy, when are you going to buy me a new pair of shoes? Well, before long, you didn't need to ask him no more because you know what? Daddy said so. It's the same with Father God. I don't have to waver. I don't question at the promise of God through unbelief, but I was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. Do you know that that faith will cause a strength in you? It will cause a confidence in you. Why? Because God said it. God told us exactly what he's going to do. Verse 21. And being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Now, if you don't like the way your life is going... Change your believing. Because what I believe is what I'm going to act on. And that's the same for every one of you. I don't say that ugly. It's the same in my own life. It's a choice what I believe, and it's a choice what you believe. But if I don't change what I'm going to believe, I'm going to keep living this way. And so he said, being full of convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. Now here's where a lot of people will go, even Christians. They'll say stuff like this. Well, if it's the will of God, it'll happen. Now that sounds good, that sounds religious, that sounds spiritual, but it won't work. To me, when we say, well, if it's the will of God, it's just going to happen, that's Thomas's mentality. And the reason I say that is if that's the case, everything just happened because it was God's will, then why does he tell us the just shall live by faith? Why does it matter how we live if everything is because of the will of God? Now, I believe in God's will. I believe in that, guys. But the will of God is appropriated by faith. Does God desire for all people to be saved? Yes. That's not a trick question. 
That's 1 Timothy 2.4. He said that he desires that all men be saved. Here's the next question. Will all people be saved? No. Even though it's the will of God. So how do I get saved? I believe with my heart and I confess with my mouth. So once again, the only way I get saved is I appropriate God's will by faith. i got to believe that God's going to save me if I'll step out there and do what the Bible said. Keep reading. I'm going to run through verse 22 and 23. I've got to get to verse 24. And therefore, it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now, it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed or accredited to him, but also for us. That also for us, you know what it tells me? The exact same way that Abraham believed God, me and you can believe God. Once again, it's off the word. And he goes on to say him, it shall be imputed or accredited to us who believe. Who believe in him. Who believe. So right here, he gets over and he's telling us, I got to get over in faith. And just as God did extraordinary things in Abraham's life, he wants to do extraordinary things in your life and my life. But man, I got to get over in the faith. I got to start believing the 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 word of God unlike any other time. Now go with me to... to, uh, Matthew chapter 9, and this is where we're really going to dig in here tonight to end with. And so what we've been going on right now is Thomas's physical evidence, or Abraham, that's faith based on the Word of God. Now I'm going to say something real bold to you right now, and listen real close. You can't get Abraham's blessing with Thomas's faith. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. I'm either going to live by faith or I'm going to live by sight. Matthew 9, verse 27. When Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him, crying out and saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. And when he had come into his house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said to him, Do you believe that I am able to do this? Do you believe that I can make you see? Do you believe that I can do the extraordinary in your life? Do you believe that? Now, it's interesting. This is what Jesus said to them. And so when we look at this, and there's several things that, man, just really will jump out to you. It says there that the two blind men, when they first started, uh, they first saw Jesus, they followed him. And they cried out to him. But then it says that Jesus evidently, he kept going and he went into the house. Now, when I read this, I look and I think, why didn't Jesus immediately, right there when they first started following him and crying out, why didn't he stop to their pleas and say, I'm going to heal you right here? Why did he go into the house and then they followed him into the house? I believe a lot of times people talk like they want to be healed, but they really don't have the faith to be healed. And in this situation here, there was a persistence on these men. If you'll notice, they cry out to him, they follow him, and Jesus goes into the house. And a lot of times, you know what people do in that situation? They would just quit and say, I guess it's not today. But when you read this, I see right here, they followed him into the house. And even in a passage in Mark 2, there was a man that was a paralytic who, who they couldn't get up to Jesus. And instead of looking at him and saying, sorry, Bob, not today, 
They go up on the roof and cut a hole in the roof and let him down. So something happens when people become very persistent. And it was if these two blind guys said, you know what? There's not going to be anything or anybody that's going to keep me from getting healed today. And so I believe to a certain degree, you know what Jesus was doing? He was locating their faith. He was saying basically, do you really want to get healed? Now in this passage here, you got to ask yourself this question. Was it God's will to heal them? Yes. Yes. But it's interesting here in this situation. Jesus turns the question not on him, but on them. The question wasn't, am I able to heal you? The question was, can you believe? And see, that's the same for me and you. When I learn to live by faith and I find out what the Bible says, then right there's my title deed. That's where I get where I the place of knowing. And so you can understand always, once again, that when you find where it's written, that's God's will. When it's in the Bible that God wants to do this, this, and this, believe it. And so here again we see, do you believe I'm able to do this? Now look what goes on to say here. Do you believe that I'm able to do this? And they said to him, yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes saying, according to your faith, let it be to you. The new living says, because of your faith. The message says, become what you believe. The Amplified says, according to your faith. And their eyes were open. So everything that I'm doing or I'm not doing is a direct result of my faith or what I'm believing. Every bit of it. It's not a coincidence. It's not by accident. It's not a luck of the draw. He said right here, Boys, your faith has made you well. Now, we could go to Mark 5 with the woman to the issue of blood, and you find the same thing in there. When she gets healed, the Lord said to her, Daughter, thy faith has made you well. Jesus with the centurion, he said to him, I haven't found such great faith in all of Israel. Once again, needs didn't move Jesus but faith did. Now, I'm going to live one of two ways. I'm going to live by what it looks like on the natural, or I'm going to start living by faith. And i got to take the way I feel. i got to take what I see. i got to take every bit of that out of the equation. i got to start saying, okay, Lord, this is what your word says. In order to live a life of faith, you've got to become a person of the word. Dig in the Word, dig in the Word, mark your Bible, quote your Bible, get in it on a daily basis, and it will keep your faith level built up. Listen, it will keep your faith immunity system built up. That when life comes at you, none of us are exempt from life. Life's going to happen. I'm telling you, I got faith in me. I got faith in me. I'm going to believe God. I'm going to trust God. And when things started rising. So just think in your life. Just one thing tonight. Stand up with me. Just, just one mountain. Don't, don't get a bunch of mountains here. Just one mountain right now. Whatever that would look like in your life. And then think about this. 
Am I dominated by my physical senses? Have I ever gone to the Word of God to find out what the Word of God says in that area? And once I get to the Word of God, I stand on that Word. I I get that on the inside of me, and you start living it and breathing it, and you start addressing that mountain. Where's that found? Mark 11, 23. And whosoever shall say in the mountain, be thou removed, be cast thee, not down his heart, but believes those things he'll say, he'll have whatever he says. And so once again, I'm encouraging right now, find scripture and start saying to the mountain what the word of God says. If it's sleep in your life, you start speaking to that mountain. He said, no, no. I thank you, Father God. You've given me beloved sleep. How long do I got to do it, Pastor? Till you start walking in victory. Then how long do I have to do it after that? The rest of your life. Because you know what will happen? It will become a lifestyle. It's not just putting a Band-Aid on it. I'm saying, you know what? I'm going to walk by faith. Do you still say that, Pastor? I do when I get in bed. I say, ooh, I'm on some sweet and peaceful sleep tonight. Sweet. When I go into a motel room, I'll plead the blood of Jesus over that room, and I'll lay hands on that pillow. And I'll say, your little head is going to sleep good tonight, buddy, in the name of Jesus. He's going to speak the word. That's a promise. And so whatever that mountain is, you, your homework is, is find scripture. If you can't find scripture, find someone here in the church, and we're going to load you up with scripture. And we're going to let you begin to say, okay, this is God's will for my life. If God said, I'm an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb, that's Revelations 12, 11, then guess what? You're an overcomer. You start speaking. Quit saying, I can't ever get past that. I can't ever. No, I'm an overcomer. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. You start bombarding yourself, and before long, guess what's going to happen? You're going to start walking in victory. Yes, 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 yes. I went way fast, didn't I? Listen, I, I will tell you this, guys. When I started studying, this wasn't for your good. This was for my good. I mean, the Lord told me, you got to get back in faith, dude. you got to get back in faith. And I realized, man, I had men in faith. You know how I know when I'm not in faith? I'm, I'm always whining, yakking, complaining. And some of you may think this is crazy, but the Lord will speak to me this way. Shut up. Because he knows that's what. And some of you say, the Lord would never speak that way. Well, if you're hard-headed, he will. And he does it in a loving voice. And you know what? I welcome it. I welcome the conviction of the Holy Spirit. I welcome it in my life, and I hope you do too. Thank you for listening today. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com.